0: Will gets the puck for Carrier, he gets stripped, taps the loose puck for Kessel,
1: he scores! Kessel from below the goal line! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights
2: grab it on the right wing side,
1: Smith to the point, Petrangelo scores! Set up by Riley Smith! Chevrolet Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Ballard and Ryan Wallace.
0: All right, sticks down, ready to go. Let's launch it. Hour two of the VGK Insider Show. I want the draw. Ryan Wallace out at Oil Hotel and Casino is going to talk second, as he always does on the VGK Insider Show, right?
2: Oh, except for the open.
0: I give you one chance, and then, oh, I get it. and then I just grab the reins and away. Hey, we got Bruce Cassidy coming up in just a little bit. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights off to Seattle, finishing off this season, and let's get right into what has to happen for the Vegas Golden Knights to clinch first in the Pacific and top spot in the conference.
2: Yeah, um, first. I mean, really, it boils down to one point. If the Golden Knights get a point out of tomorrow night's game against the Seattle Kraken, then they will win the Pacific Division and they will win the Western Conference. If the Oilers drop a point tomorrow in their game against the San Jose Sharks, then the Golden Knights will win the Pacific Division and the Western Conference. It's really that simple.
0: So if Edmonton loses in any fashion, Mm -hmm. Vegas wins. Yep. If Vegas gets anything out of Seattle,
2: yeah.
0: a win or gets it to overtime or a shootout, they clinch. Yeah. What are the possible scenarios for Vegas to face in round one next week? We, we whittled out Calgary a couple of days ago, and then we chopped off Nashville last night. Who's left for potential opponents?
2: Okay, so the potential opponents right now for the Vegas Golden Knights are the Winnipeg Jets, the Los Angeles Kings, and the Seattle Kraken. So if the Golden Knights lose and the Kings win, then it'll be Los Angeles in the first round. If... The Golden Knights lose, and the Kings lose. Then it'll be Vegas-Seattle in the first round.
0: And that's uh, very wild in the sense of that it can go a couple of different ways, not just based on what Vegas does, Mm -hmm. but also Los Angeles. So if you win the division, win the conference, then you're going to play Winnipeg. Yep. And then if you lose... It all depends on what L.A. does in their last game against Anaheim, yeah. whether or not you get Seattle or Los Angeles. Exactly. It uh, it doesn't get any simpler, does it? As, as we move along this, you, you think it would become, okay, a fewer teams, the scenarios become easier to understand. It almost gets more complicated.
2: Um, in a sense, yes, because... You know, there are three potential opponents for the Vegas Golden Knights, but the majority of kind of the breakdowns and, and the different things that can happen are coming up Winnipeg Jets. So if the Golden Knights win, they get Winnipeg. If they're if it's an overtime loss for the Golden Knights they'll get winnipeg if edmonton loses in overtime if edmonton loses in regulation then the golden knights will get winnipeg so there are certainly a lot of data points suggesting that it will be that's the most likely outcome the most likely scenario for the golden knights but there is that outside chance again with either a golden knights loss in regulation and a king's win or overtime loss then you've got la and if a if the golden knights lose in regulation and the kings lose in regulation then it's the seattle Kraken. So you sound the... very
0: confident in all of this. What do you mean? Well, you just sound very confident in your yeah. delivery. Chapman's nodding. Yeah. You just why are you so huh. uh, on your heels on this? I don't know. So you sound confident. Now we've yeah. got well, I've got one to trip you up. Okay. Is there any way for Vegas to win the Pacific but not win the Western Conference
2: I don't think that there is because I'm fairly certain the Golden Knights own the tie break on the Colorado Avalanche and the Avalanche would be the only team that could catch them
0: Okay, there you go, uh, curious about that and if Vegas wins, 51 wins, yes. that would match the franchise record from the expansion year and if they get to those 51 wins it's an all new all time high for points in the season
2: yeah and,
0: and it would take an all-time high and a 51st, a franchise-equaling 51st win to get to those, those heights. That's, uh, that's pretty incredible.
2: Yeah, it, it's incredible in a season where you've played you know, more or less half of it without your captain and Mark Stone. You've dealt with injuries, and you've gone five deep in goaltenders.
0: Uh, sums up uh, the scenario that, uh, or the journey that the Vegas Golden Knights have been on. Mm-hmm. last night watching fan appreciation night and I love it uh, congratulations to Will Carrier, Riley Smith and Jack Eichel the three uh, award winners uh, on the team awards that were handed out last night, Jack Eichel on the three stars uh, William Carrier, the seventh, uh, seventh player award and uh, Riley Smith on the uh, uh, community service the, the players give the jerseys off their back and uh, this is wonderful all over the National Hockey mm-hmm. League. Uh, they go to the room, they, uh, they have a moment, and then they come back out, and they, the people reveal uh, which player that, uh, that they get, and they get that protected. So Jonathan Quick, uh, that would have been cool uh, if you got his jersey, uh, a Hall of Famer, and you get uh, his Vegas Golden Knight jersey. That, that's a collector's item, uh, given that the guy played 16 years uh, in the National Hockey League for the LA Kings. I think Phil Kessel's sweater would be a really cool get. Uh, for somebody uh, in his, his one year uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights. But as I started, we were doing the post-game show, and we were popping in and we were popping out, and uh, uh, Joel Myers was, uh, was the great director, uh, showing us different, uh, different uh, presentations. And it struck me how many guys were in civvies or shorts <laughs> yeah. uh, last night yeah. during the jersey-off-the-back ceremony. And then it, it reminded me, how short staffed they really are, or shorthanded they really are—that there is that Logan Thompson, uh, Aiden Hill uh, out there in civvies, Mark Stone in, in his shorts, uh, Shea Theodore uh, in 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 his street clothes, like Will Carrier uh, in a suit.
2: Like, I was like, how did they win that game? They 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 played well. I, I don't know. They they had. But it's that struck me. Going, none yeah. of these guys are in uniform. Yeah. I, I mean they've they've just they found a way. And and that's been the story for the Golden Knights, more specifically in the back half of this season than, you know, maybe even the first half. I think that this has just been a team that has found ways to win with whoever's in the lineup in any situation, whatever it might be. We just talked about it. Five goaltenders deep and they won. They won. They started five different goaltenders in a row and won. And that's really where, you know, I, I look at the Golden Knights and it's just simply this team. Finds a way.
0: Uh, Aiden Hill was on the ice today, along with Jonathan Quick. They were the two goaltenders at the optional practice. I'm mad at Aiden Hill, and and whoa, he knows whoa. it. He knows it. i We Aiden and I had an argument today. Not an oh, argument, wow. a conversation. And I told him that uh, that I didn't like him. See, now I I missed it. I I didn't
1: see it. But apparently, because the guys in the press box know I I, I like suits. And the suit that Aiden Hill had on last night, I had like three people tell me, you've got to see it because it's incredible. No, I've seen the red one he wears. Well,
0: you you, but, you, but, you never watch the game. You're walking around getting snacks all the time. Yeah, I can't well, believe well, you I wouldn't mean, have uh, bumped into it. I know, but, but,
1: but I, heard, I heard the suit. So yeah. when, when you kiss and make up, you could let them know that, that the guys no, in the no, press no, box no, were, were, were big fans right of his suit last night. He, uh, so, well,
0: he He's an athlete, and uh, he's a golfer, and he broke 80 like five times last year. N- but he's never taken a lesson. Ever?
2: Is that that's like, what the I, argument's about? No, no.
1: That he's oh. a better golfer he's, than you. He's
0: he his goal this year is shoot par, or or better. Uh huh. He's never taken a lesson. Okay. That is freakishly talented and savantish. Okay. It, it's wild that you would even think that you could get close to uh, scoring uh, par or better without ever taking lessons. And I know that they're mm-hmm. athletes and they have natural ability, blah, blah, blah. Professional oh. golfers still have coaches. They, this guy's never taken a lesson. And he's out there and he, and, and he, he believes he can do it. And mm-hmm. listening to him and how he understands the golf swing, I'm like, he just might be able to do it. But the, the frustration of millions of golfers who can't break 100 or 90. And this mm-hmm. guy's like, ah, you know what? Uh, my goal this year is uh, I'm going to shoot par. I sense so, a lot so, of jealousy.
2: Oh, to, so I, things, told, I told, I told things, him that. A couple things. Um that, that's the difference between an actual athlete and a potential yeah. athlete, number one. Um, and number two, I think Aiden Hill's temperament, just the, the, the go-with-the-flow, be-water-man mentality that Aiden Hill has Maybe. is likely what allows him to do that because I don't think that he gets frustrated playing golf, and I think that's what undoes a lot of people that do play golf, myself included. I don't play golf because I get too frustrated playing golf. You can't ever be good at golf. It's not, it's it's impossible.
0: It is the uh, the ultimate uh, grounding sport. Uh, let's get into our game ratings.
2: Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life.
1: Uh, well, it's a DeLorean. Share right. with what me, Marty. You all your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. Chapman. DeLorean. Five out of five. Uh, big, big game against a, a Pacific Division rival. I thought the the... the, the I don't want to call it the misfit line, but I mean it kind of is because Michael Amadio was was picked up on waiver, so he kind of fits the mold of a misfit. It was it was awesome to see Michael Amadio on hat trick watch in the second period. Like I thought that, that was great. Um, they they may have scored a fourth goal, right? Like we'll, or a fifth goal, I should say. We'll never know if that puck went in or not. Uh, but they were just better than Seattle all night. And I, I I thought given that they were missing so many guys in the lineup to come out and, and just blow away the Kraken and really. I don't think the game was ever in doubt. It's a five out of five. They got two points. They're two points closer to winning the Pacific Division. Five out of five.
0: Let's see what Seattle does tomorrow tomorrow night night, uh, after a game of rest. And they rested a couple of players, too. I'm not saying that Vegas wasn't full value, but it did look like Seattle ran out of gas after the first period. Ryan?
2: Yeah, I'm going five out of five. It's a DeLorean for me. I, I do wonder what it's going to look like tomorrow with, uh, you know, some rest for the Seattle Kraken. I think Darren's point's well taken there. But William Carlson continues to just be an engine that drives for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, you look at Loren Brossois, now 6-0-3, winning games, picking up points, has not lost in regulation. That's fantastic and, and something that you're looking looking forward to. Um I, I, I don't have much to complain about with the Golden Knights game. Yeah, there was a bit of a lull there at the, in the first period, but the Golden Knights kind of righted the ship and they were fantastic defensively. They didn't give up anything really over the final 40 minutes. And you know what? That's a team that is playing as close to a complete game as we've seen them play, and they're doing it at the right time ramping up into the end of the season. So Unanimous, yeah.
0: Me. We got a five on five. Uh, DeLorean's all the way around. Uh, I get the best parking spot though because uh, I'm old and I need to be able to get uh, to the door quicker and you guys are young and you're whippersnappers. Uh I, I, I was thinking about the best save that Lauren Bressois made last night. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember?
2: Um... Was it well, – we used – Okay, we're going to stop it right there. you yeah. are going to stop it right there. Yeah.
0: That just proved my point. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, that's fair. Right? We used, a, we used a wrist shot from the circle by Jordan Everly in our uh, save of the game. Good luck, but, yeah.
0: but that just proved my point. Making the saves you're supposed to make. Remember I, I gave you that stat of uh, highest save percentage of shots uh, 30 feet or more? Uh, and, and he's second-best save percentage in the National Hockey League. And yeah. we said, making the saves, he's supposed to make. They keep him to the outside, they'll give you a possession, they'll give you a, a shots, but uh, not a lot of high-danger shots. That right there, sums up. Now, he he was good. I'm not saying you can't go through a National Hockey League game without being good, yeah. but, uh, but, boy, is he ever locked in when it comes to uh, making uh, a, a lot of... Uh, uh, expected saves and expected movements and rebounds and 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 go on uh through the list. So that's one area that I love from the Vegas Golden Knights. So, along with the uh previously mentioned uh, William Carlson uh Riley Smith, uh, Michael Amadio uh liked what uh, what they did last night. Barbashev, uh physical last night. It, when he he's not a big guy. He's he's not. But he packs some punch in those hits. I I would love to know the the physics behind it, uh, how how that happens, how some guys are able to really uh, explode through you and, and get that, but but he he was uh, was a wrecking ball in a couple of different occasions. And defensively, uh, they, they handled the puck uh, really well. And that's back to back games now,
2: mm-hmm.
0: where they've only allowed one goal in, yeah. in regulation. Yeah. So there's there's a great stat that this team has, has really leaned on this year when they have their top six defensemen in the lineup. They are upper echelon, challenging, not Boston Bruins-esque, but pretty close, like next best thing to the Bruins. But they've managed to do a lot of uh, great work lately without their top six with Ben Hutton in the lineup. And he is really putting forth an incredible performance. Pahal goes in last night. That, that was good. But, but the Ben Hutton delivery of his game after missing 21 straight uh, has been uh, a, a, a real credit to him and uh, the coaching staff, and Misha Donskov, uh, that uh, does a lot of work with him, uh, and, and his talent level. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. you can, you can do a lot of extra work, but if you don't have that talent level and the ability to lean in that confidence uh, you 're you're not going to be able to do it so that that 's one player that continues to to turn around that stat without their top six without with their top six they 're great without their top six they were right around five hundred that 's expanded mm-hmm. uh, lately so that's that 's another area that uh, that I thought deserved mentioning
2: yeah Ben hutton has been fantastic and i've i 've enjoyed the run of play that he's had, getting into the lineup, being impactful in different spots, picking up some points here and there and I, mm. I think it's it's been a testament to the work that he's putting in when he hasn't been in the lineup, when he wasn't in the lineup and you know, he, he's, he's been a big part of why the Golden Knights are in this position right now down the stretch to clinch the Pacific Division title
0: right. I didn't hear anything you said because the boss came in he was giving me hand signals and, and dropped off a, a... Playoff ticket uh,
1: promotion for us, but oh, I can't wow. say anything about it because it starts tomorrow.
2: Oh wow! Oh yeah,
0: yeah nice, nice uh, l-
1: lights, long liner there,
0: and it's it's like laminated. It's it's good.
1: Yeah, top we quality even stuff. We can't this up. Yes, yes,
0: this is right here for us. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that.
1: No, it's good. Well, well here's the problem. <laughs> I ne- have neither neither one of you guys will be in studio tomorrow.
0: Why? I'll be here.
1: Don't you have to... Oh, it's a national, national game? game. Oh, you game. will be I'll here. Be
0: here. Hey, Buddy, yeah. to see ya. See that? Yes. That's applause that appreciates yes. me. Yes. Uh, Bruce Cassidy spoke before the team flew off to Seattle uh, today, game 82 tomorrow, discussing, uh, among other things, uh, the goaltending assignment for tomorrow, or what to expect uh, against Seattle in the back half of this home and home knowing that you could face Seattle in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, what, I asked him, what's the difference between the three teams that they could face, Winnipeg, L.A., and Seattle? How are they? How are they different? Uh, you also get into uh, uh, Braden Paul uh, being in the lineup and uh, the defensive approach. So here's Bruce Cassidy at the podium at City National Arena.
1: Um, you guys had some of these home home series now? In Game Two, it seems like there's always, the other teams brought a pretty good effort. What's the key to kind of maintaining what you guys did yesterday
3: against Seattle? Well, a little more at stake, obviously. First place, Western Conference. Those things are accomplishments i guess so to speak i mean you you have an end goal in mind that that trumps everything but i still think it's important um i think our players will feel that way and they also know that we could play seattle next week right there's still a possibility they're in the mix so this one probably carries a little more weight than maybe one that's a month ago or three weeks ago um they know that's our last sort of audition to you know for the big for the big picture and um, you want to get that right as much as possible so hopefully you guard against worrying about you're always worried about those injury things it's in the back of your mind hopefully we just go out and play if you're playing the right way playing hard on your toes you tend to avoid those situations anyway uh, some of it's luck um, but that's how I feel we'll, we'll approach it we should be ready to go I sure they will too I mean they're probably not happy leaving here last night how it worked out for them so it should be a good hockey game it's Jack They'll travel. Uh, we'll make a decision tomorrow whether they play or not, but they will travel. We
2: haven't seen Logan here the last two days.
3: He didn't respond as well as Aiden did to the workload, so he's been held off for a few days here. Hopefully uh, he gets back out there, but he will not travel with us. Um, I'm not sure on his schedule tomorrow if he'll do off I- or ice by him, whoever's left behind. I don't know that, but um, that's why he missed today. Is it possible that he could get a game in Henderson? i think anything's possible they have two games they have a game friday saturday um i won't say yes or no to any of those things but uh may happen
1: willing to share who's going to start tomorrow
3: uh, we're looking at lb tomorrow so we'll make that call in the morning he stayed off today so he feels pretty good but um we'll see you tomorrow
1: assuming that's foreshadowing of the plan is going forward
3: yeah, you know, we're getting closer, and I know you've been asked, but again, we, we wanted to make sure we didn't rule anybody out. Uh, how did Hill and Thompson respond? You know, Quickie played last Saturday, so he's had a couple games last week, so um, there's a lot of different options there, but it's trending towards LB simply because he's played the most and uh, the mo- probably uh, has played well as well, but um, I don't want to get ahead of myself either.
1: Watch the matchups? <coughs>
3: Guys that can go in or out LA or Winnipeg or Seattle. Going forward? Yeah, in the playoffs. Some of that may happen after game one when you get a feel for where it's going. I mean, I know what I want to start with, what we look like at our best. I could go out the window after game one, right? There's a lot of that that happens. So, um, health will always determine that. But you know, the guys like, you know, Michael and Theodore are healthy. They're going in. They're automatics. or some other guys that may be swing guys, so to speak. So, There will be some of that um but if we're completely healthy then i have a fairly good idea what we'd start with and as i said sometimes that changes as you go for depending on the need um whether you have last change you're comfortable with all four lines on the road if you don't like your matchup you better be right um so that that comes into play a little bit as well balancing lines and who goes in and out What is it like with the younger guys? I mean, you have up there like Potter, Pahal, or that, maybe some that maybe be playing around for after Henderson's season. what's going to be their their role that, you know, is you guys to be well, keep them sharp and keep them up the water? Well, they got to be ready. I mean, Pahal went in last night. Um And I don't know what tomorrow looks like yet. Like I said, Theo's getting closer. but um So, just as, you go into the playoffs, so as we go into the playoffs, we will have X amount of those guys will practice with us, right? So... I think eight defense is the max you want. I think that's a good number for everybody. We've practiced with six a lot this year and seven. So there's only six to eight. So if we have more than that, then one of them would probably skate. We designate a group of players that are on the outside looking in black aces, for lack of a better term. I don't know if that's terms change. It seems to have been around forever, so we can stick with it. But the extra guys will skate, whether that's here in Henderson, that's all to be determined, but there'll be a group of guys. Um, I don't know which guys yet. Henderson has to finish their season. We'll get through ours. And, and so they, don't have, so they don't have any playoff games. So it's well, they, they will be, yeah, I mean, they're, they're better off playing. I think everyone in the organization would tell you the, the more they're playing, and then if we needed them while they're, while they're playing in a playoff atmosphere, they're better prepared to play than skating on their own. I, I, I know that for a fact. I've been in charge of that group over the years, years ago. And... Uh, the more they are game ready the better they're probably going to perform but that's not the case this year um so we'll do our best to keep them ready um whether that involves the henderson staff i'm sure in some degree it will i don't want to get into all the specifics because it's my first time through it so kelly will make those calls with 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 feedback from our staff and we'll go from there
0: how different are the three potential teams you can play or similar
3: well I mean, Seattle's a team that would be their first playoff. So are they happy to be there or are they there to make some noise? Right. So you got a little bit of that. L.A.'s building towards it. They lost in seven last year, feel they want to take the next step. So you got a team that's probably at a different place in stage in their where the organization is. Um, And Winnipeg was, you know, working really hard to get back there. This team that's been there before their core has, sorry, had some level of success so I'd put them maybe, in, you know, on a different level than both those teams in that regard. So uh, I'm not sure on, on Winnipeg on their, like sometimes when your core is pending free agent guys, that changes a bit of the outlook on how you approach it. Um, but I, I'd have to do some homework on that to see, you know, if they fall into that category. I'm paying more attention to our, our division, but it looks like, you know, we win tomorrow, we're outside of it, we're into the, we get a central team. So, we haven't seen Winnipeg for a long time. So, I can say that I thought we played very well against them, especially here at home earlier in the year with some of our better complete games. And then up there, we won a, a high scoring affair that was back and forth. So, um, I like the fact that we, our guys should feel confident, but it's a whole new season. A lot's changed in the last five months. I'm sure <clears throat> they'll be ready to go um, if, if that ends up being the matchup. <laughs> How have you seen that impact, guys, heading towards free well, we've had different guys over the years, and, and so it's it's maybe it's more age, too. Like, it's like, is this the last hurrah for this core, I would say. Sometimes you'll see a team that sort of says, you know what, this is it, fellas. So, you know, and and, and sometimes that works to your benefit because guys are tight. Sometimes it's like, ah, we don't care. You're leaving. Good. You're done with it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't. You know, it I was never that way in Boston. I, I felt it was a very tight knit group, so you're always trying to play for one another no matter what. But I, I can't speak for Winnipeg or the next team or the next team. So um, that's how it was with us. And I, I, I thought our guys always stuck together in that regard. And I would think most teams in hockey would do that. But there is a little bit of that impact on, you know, the last hurrah, so to speak. And, and you know, I don't, I'm, like I said, I haven't, I'm not sure on Winnipeg if they're going through that. Um, I don't believe L.A. is in Seattle, I wouldn't think so. They're kind of newly constructed, so.
2: <clears throat> Bruce, I don't know if this is more a question for you or probably for the room, but with Mark out you're going to see what the room is like from a leadership standpoint without him in the room. Is it more of a collective leadership without room and is more more by committee or is it kind
3: of different? I would think it, it's both. I think it's more by committee. Certainly the forward group, I think Alex Petrangelo has taken a little more responsibility there in terms of if you're looking for one individual simply because he's been a captain of a very successful team. So it's a little easier for him to do that. I know Jack's been a captain as well, Um, but I I see it from Petro more than anybody probably. And and, and Marty, even though he's, Marty's a quieter leader than Petro. Um, So I see it from those two guys, certainly in the back end. Up front, I think it's been different guys. But again, the room might be able to pinpoint a certain guy that stepped up more often than not between periods and spoke up or whatnot. But I I think it's, you know, more general, probably four or five guys that have tried to take more of that responsibility on. How much has Mark been around? Is he in the locker room four days still? He's here. Yeah, yeah, he's around a lot. And that's one thing I asked when, you know, he had after his surgery. Could he be here? Could he be around? Could he? Because I think the guys. Um, will respond to that and last year I don't know if that was the case so and that could have been because of this you know I wasn't here a different surgery different recovery didn't whatever it wasn't didn't couldn't be here was I don't know the the specifics of that but if he was going to be around town doing his rehab here every day and that and would be good to have him around and he has been he's been good for the guys he's in there and they see him working hard trying to get Get himself ready for whenever that is, but I think that always helps the group. And he's a likeable guy, so why not have him around?
0: I like that last line. Hey, he's a likable guy, like, <laughs> a bit like Chapman recovering from injury, you want yeah. him around. Yeah, has a little bit of a boost to the uh, to the environment, and just having. Mark Stone on the ice Monday and then out there for the optional skate today uh, was great. Uh, two uh, significant returns up front. I know Mark Stone's in the non-contact sweater, but Jack Eichel also out there today. And then Shea Theodore on the ice practicing with the group in the non-contact sweater. Uh, for for an optional skate, there was a, a lot of development uh, for the group today before their game in Seattle tomorrow night
2: yeah you're right on the money All right. mark stone back out onto the ice after a scheduled day off that is news that's big i think for the golden knights it, it means that you know things are at least progressing on on a timeline on the schedule that that makes sense for everybody As shea theodore back on the ice that is a welcome welcome sign and jack eichel on the ice too I, I i we talked about it this is uh you know we're we're less than a week away from one of the biggest games of jack eichel's career his first career playoff game um you want to see him on the ice. You want to see him progressing and, and moving an inch and closer to that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm ready for tomorrow and I'm ready for the playoffs.
0: I don't know whether you guys thought that thought this way, but like there was no obvious injury with Jack. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't really know. Okay. It was second period of this game or a third period here. He took that bump or he, he pulled up, uh, looked like he broke his stride, uh, there, there was none of that. So you're kind of wondering, okay, what a lower body injury, uh, dealing with something, uh, to see him back, though, is great. It's just comforting uh, with with the, the, the Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, Aiden Hill was on the ice after his uh, performance uh, with the Henderson Silver Knights uh, on the weekend, playing the, the two periods. Uh, he was one goaltender. Jonathan Quick was the other. Lauren Bressois, we're, we've danced around it. Mm-hmm. The indications have been there that he will be the starter in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Bruce has been... Up front not wanting to go down that path and declaring a goaltender because so many things could change there wasn't uh, an obvious one and given the just uh, lack of uh, continuity in the crease because of injury uh, he, he it was almost tempting fate to to do it but the close enough now uh, that that looks like it's the case to the point that you're trying to lock down the division and the conference, and you're going to go right back to them. It, it was 50-50 whether I thought Quick or Boursois will play tomorrow. And it, based on Bruce's conversation, mm-hmm. looks like it's going to be LB.
2: Um, I don't know that I've danced around it. I, I've, I've been saying, I think, for a little while now that I think Lorraine Boursois should be the number one, uh, the number one goalie to start the playoffs. Uh, well,
0: no, we've been we've da- danced about it because we haven't been able to, to say for certain De- that that it was yeah. going going to happen. But uh, yeah. but now the the music stopped.
2: Yeah, I think I think it, it's you know as you mentioned the, the the signs have been kind of there in the background for the Golden Knights. I, I think it's pretty clear at this point that it'll be Laren Brossois, and and I think that that's the right call right now. He has been of the goaltenders that are available. And of the goaltenders that have been playing recently, Loren Brossois, to me, my eyes, has been the best goaltender available right now for the Golden Knights.
0: Which is another way of saying that when we talk about Lorraine Brassois playing tomorrow night, is they're trying to win that hockey game. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no load management going into As far as I know, Eichel's going back in, Brossois is going to play. That doesn't scream load management to me. In, in, in any other areas, and and there might be uh, different changes. But as we sit and talk right now on Wednesday, the Vegas Golden Knights are trying to go out and win that division with their the best lineup that they can put out right now.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that the, you know the Golden Knights. If, if things went a little bit differently, if the uh, if the Colorado Avalanche would have figured out a way to get a you know the extra yeah. point last night. I think that changes the outlook completely of the game tomorrow for the Golden Knights. But because job's not done yet, you're going to go out there, you're going to push, you're going to want to win the division. And so... Yeah, I think that that's absolutely a game the Golden Knights are looking to win.
0: And I love it. A chance to win their 26th road game of the year franchise record, extending that mark, and hit the 51-win mark for the second time in franchise history. Hey, we've got uh, one-timers, news notes around the National Hockey League. It's coming up as we continue hour number two of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
1: Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for One-Timers. One-Timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show.
0: All right, clinching situations. Uh, We got a couple of things to settle still. We know that the Vegas Golden Knights can play three different teams, not all at once, but one of three different teams, Winnipeg, L.A., and Seattle. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, uh, the New York Islanders still trying to get in there and do the uh, clinching uh, process. And if they get a point, mm-hmm. they're going to be in,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Yep. You're my go-to guy. You're yeah, my well. you're my clarification expert.
2: Yeah. the The Islanders need just one singular point out of their game tonight against the Montreal Canadiens to clinch their spot in the playoffs. And to clinch the final spot remaining for the Stanley Cup playoffs, they're up 3-2 to two over the Canadians with 41 seconds left in the second period.
0: 3-2. So it's not an easy
2: one. Hasn't been.
0: And why would you expect anything different, right? Um, did you watch any of the highlights of Winnipeg against Minnesota? Uh,
2: yeah, I watched a, a fair bit of the highlights for sure.
0: It was Old school, and those two teams aren't going to play each other. Yeah. In fact, uh, looks like uh, Winnipeg could slide over and be be part of the uh, Pacific Division. But those two clubs have a geographic rivalry, and they had a pretty good on ice rivalry last night. Uh, Winnipeg clinched a playoff spot with the victory over the uh, over the Minnesota Wild, but there was fight after cross check after penalty after fight after uh coaches uh calling each other out it yep. was it was a wild third period last night uh, uh neil pionk uh, was fine ryan hartman uh, suspended for one game and rick bonus and dean evison the two coaches yep. shared a couple of gestures towards each other
2: well, Rick Bonus shared some words. Dean Evason shared an absolutely terrifying stare. Um, I, I, there's no amount of money in the world you could give me to try to confront Dean Evason about anything.
0: Lawless and I disagreed on that because he's a bonus guy, and I, I like Rick too, uh, <laughs> East Coast uh, East Coast Canadian. Uh, I like Bones, but he's seventy, uh, yeah. and uh, but Bones, uh, Rick Bonus uh, gave him a gesture, not nothing. Big bad, just waved to him, and then Dean. Uh, I don't know because only the the Canadian feed caught it. Mm-hmm. Dean waved to Rick Bonus from the Minnesota bench, said, "Come on over." <laughs> so you guys know I'm buddies with Dean. Yeah. So I just sent him a note saying that was funny, that was, that was good, that was, I, I like that. And his reply was, "I asked politely." <laughs> but we ran it a little bit in our second intermission last night uh, too because uh, we talking about Jack Adams uh, ballots uh, coming out and just who's, who's going to be involved it just fit the conversation, it was mm-hmm. perfect uh, but I haven't seen coaches yell uh, in, in a while some of the more famous ones Scotty Bowman and Mark Crawford screaming at each other uh, the, that that was epic I, I think coaches should get into it more often I like seeing that and and Dean Evison. He gets those eyes going. Yeah, it's great.
2: Terrifying.
0: I, it's it's fun to fun to watch, and we have uh, we have some connections around the office to Dean, so uh, we are all having some fun uh, with, with with that one. Um, when you uh, when you talk about uh, certain things happening in the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs, who's the biggest dark horse going into this postseason? I'm not talking matchup wise don't take any matchup into consideration but of the 16 teams that are in who would be who would you put as the longest shot to win
2: the longest shot to win yeah
0: and oh again don't don't factor in oh they could play boston or <laughs> they they could match up against colorado i'm just talking purely <laughs> which team
2: darren Come on, Darren. Who is it? It's Toronto. What do you What do you What do you mean? Who is it? Well, I don't know.
0: That's more your your personal bias. But if you are going to actually look at it, statistically, okay, I'll, I'll that, actually look at it. That, I, don't want, that, I wanted, that, I wanted that, the joke. That wouldn't be it.
2: I wanted the joke. Yeah. Um, I I I look at, and I I don't think there is one. I think that. Like if 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 the Islanders get in, I could still see an avenue for them because Sorokin and goaltending and yes. defending. Um, yeah. Florida, I, I
0: don't if they could they get going. Yeah. Again, I'm good. not ta- yeah. I'm not taking a matchup into consideration. I'm just yeah. looking at the team. The Winnipeg Jets have been this up and down, up and down, but they can score enough, and they got a Vesna Trophy winning goaltender. That could happen, certainly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chapman, who who would be your longest
1: shot? Well, hopefully no one in the Rainy City or the Emerald City is listening to me, but I think the Kraken have the longest shot.
2: I really like their game. I don't I trust don't, their goalies. I I don't think that the Kraken are going to be as easy and out as many people think that they're going to I be. I
1: just I just don't don't think that that their goalies are are first of all none of neither of them are proven yeah. in the well, playoffs. And they've got a lot of guys who, final, who who I mean, Yeah, they've they've proven, got they've got a, they've got a couple guys different. like like I love Vince Dunn. Yeah. But I'm with you on the
0: goaltending too. I'm just giving you devil's advocate.
1: And, and, you, and you know, there, there's that adage of first time there. Are they just happy to be there? Right now Did you're stealing Bruce's stuff. No, I, I can totally, <laughs> You totally swiped that I, off. Bruce I Cassidy. can. I, I can follow up with that. I'm not damn stealing man. it. It's, damn it's damn not like man. I'm not like you're saying, "Hey, funny. this is my original
0: thought." Listen, there was a sp- certain commentator. In the last little bit, that stole a line from another yeah. commentator, yeah. and that commentator got called up because that commentator didn't credit the line to the original commentator. All right, credit and, to Bruce Cassidy. Was, so you gotta give
3: credit I, if you're I, gonna steal some stuff.
1: Credit? I'm not stealing it, but credit to Bruce Cassidy. I, okay. I agree with just Bruce. Borrowing
3: it for a while.
1: I, I agree with him. Will Will they be just happy to be there? I and
2: okay, listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it this way. I think that that the Winnipeg Jets to me might be the team that fits the bill even though they can go on a run even though connor hellebuck can get hot it's been such a an up and down and, and more down trend for winnipeg going into the playoffs that if i'm going to have to look at it objectively i think they probably are the longest shot to win
0: what's that bell going on yeah. in the background They're giving away oh, I don't prizes I think
2: somebody just won money seriously yeah
0: That was cool. That was like an old-school phone. I'd love to see Winnipeg, how excited they were when they clinched last night. Uh, Catching up with Chapman. See what else he steals from other people uh, next on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
1: When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. I'm I'm glad that you had mentioned in the last segment Jack Adams because I... I was thinking about it the other day, and I think in a normal year, as in a year where we don't have a team that that breaks the record for most wins and most points in a season, I feel like Bruce Cassidy would, would be in heavy consideration to you win. He
0: stole that from Lawless last night in
1: Lawless order. I I, I, don't, <laughs> like, get what, what, what I don't get to watch it. on I don't get to watch Lawless in order. Out. I don't have volume. I'm in the press box. If Gary said it, I, I am 100% behind Gary in that.
0: You wouldn't have said anything had I not caught you. I wouldn't have Red-headed known. I had no idea. Class plagiarism. Right I had there. no
1: idea. I don't get hey, to watch Chris. Lawless in Order. Hey, Chris, I don't have remember, volume. Remember, Chris. Yes. Darren appreciates you. I know. As he as he throws. Well, no. no I mean, I he's, right. he's right. He's no, right. He's right. Look, if Gary said it, I, I got to give him credit. And I do. I give Gary credit. I didn't know that Gary said that, but I am in 100% agreement with Gary.
2: Five o'clock
0: showtime tomorrow. Five o'clock. We'll see you then.